Chapter 2. The House of Varent Life with my uncle wasn't as awful as it initially sounded, and I was able to adjust quickly. While I wasn't the biggest fan of worse, it wasn't the worst place on Dunai to hang my cloak. The weather was typically wonderful, and the smell of the ocean was comforting. While Brex did manage to have a coastline, living on the bay was almost like living in a swamp. The wildlife, climate, and atmosphere was much more tempered and something that I could do my best to enjoy, for however long I managed to be here. With the swamps of Despondia creeping in around Brex, I welcomed the opportunity to see something a bit more vibrant. I was slightly familiar with Wurz, having traveled with my mother a few times up the coast to visit my uncle and his estate. It wasn't as large as my father's compound, though it was big enough for my uncle. The Matralis estate in Brex spanned acres to the west toward Despondia, while my uncle's was only a fraction of the size. He lived more modestly, though his means dictated that he could have done more. The Varent estate sat in the center of Wurz and my uncle was sought out and regarded as a generous man who aided the needy and looked after the less fortunate. He and my father were quite different. Opposites, really. Where my father would flaunt his wealth to any who gave him attention, my uncle tended to keep to himself. Demerix did not want fame to come from his fortune. My uncle Demerix was a kind man and someone who always looked out for me and my brothers. While I am certain he preferred the company of Zalorn over the rest of us, I knew I was a close second. My uncle had no kind words for Xylene, nor my father's business. I think that's why he tended to keep Tigras away. He knew my father was going to utilize my brother's influence to eventually bolster the Metralis coffers. He also thought Adject was a hot-headed buffoon and Falaus was one day to be in over his head with the family business. Zalorn was brilliant and the two would spend hours talking about philosophy and life, something I didn't have much use for. However, where I didn't have the acumen of philosophy, my uncle saw something in me that no one else did. He saw my best attribute and my best features. He saw that I possessed a ruthless determination and far more cunning than any man should have. Where my father chose to simply cast me out, my uncle put me to work. Upon entering the city of Wurz for the first time without my mother, I took stock of my surroundings. The buildings were far cleaner and the environment was much warmer. Children were playing in the streets and appeared quite happy. Merchants were bartering amongst one another while selling their goods to the visitors and residents alike. The overall tenor of the city was brilliant, something that I would have to learn to become accustomed to. My first few days were spent acclimating myself to my uncle's estate. The servants were all very kind and his personal army of soldiers and guards treated me as if I were an extension of my uncle. Though it was different, I felt much more at home with my uncle than I ever did in Brex. I missed my mother, but I wondered if my father was doing me a favor by sending me to Wurz. Within a week, the servants knew my preferences and I knew the best ways to assist them. I knew what they enjoyed and how to make their days better, while they went out of their way to do the same for me. My uncle had a number of people coming by from all over the world. Ships would arrive at various points in the day, all carrying goods and dignitaries. His days were always well planned out, but it seemed as if he still had enough time to spend with me. I was curious as to why all these people came to see him. Since one of the things that I was good at was remaining unseen, I took the opportunity to see what all he was up to. In the courtyard, beneath a tall canopy, my uncle sat with a tall, slender man with a prominent aura about him. He had salt and pepper hair and was remarkably well dressed. His clothes were well tailored with a black jacket with gray trim on top of a bright white shirt. His pants matched the jacket, which accented his pale skin and prominent features. I crouched down and made my way into the courtyard, keeping myself in the shadows and out of sight of any of the servants, my uncle or his guest. I hid behind a few short vases and I made sure to breathe much more shallow than normal. Demarix, I must say, your estate is quite beautiful, announced the slender man before picking up the glass in front of him. I peered through the opening between two of the vases and watched him take a short sip from the glass. Perhaps I'll need to find out who did your decorations so that I can have this done for me. My uncle chuckled and took a sip from his glass. Regulus, I don't think Derogio would find that fitting, he replied cordially. 
Your wife's taste is impeccable. I don't think she'd take kindly to you decorating the Dorvo plantation with various trinkets and relics from the world. The two laughed lightly between themselves as I kept my eyes focused on them. The man sitting with my uncle was Regulus Dorvo of Sunshire, a prominent figure in the area. His estate bordered the eastern side of Sunshire and was only a day's journey by water from Wurz. Sunshire was the closest city inland to the port and served as the hub for commerce for the cities to the direct north and south. Shorek, while close to the source of the Sariak River which Sunshire was on, received most of their goods from Sunshire. The Sariak River went through the Peroni Mountains, which made traveling by water from the source very dangerous if you were not well equipped. Dories, a city full of barons, lords, and other extremely wealthy individuals, also received the bulk of their goods from Sunshire, though they did manage to get some from the rivers around Brex from time to time. Once the marshes of Despontia crept in around the river, it became even more rare. Tell me, Regulus, why have the two of the small harbors in Sunshire closed? Is there something wrong? Questioned my uncle. Regulus smiled and folded his arms across his chest. Those two harbors you're referring to are the small piers that line the southern shore toward Firak? Inquired Regulus, with my uncle nodding his head quickly to answer. I'm sure you're aware that we've been building a large structure just off the bank. We have closed those piers for now, and we are going to relocate them to the other side of that building. Demurex smirked and nodded. I suppose that large building is not going to be a warehouse then? He continued, prodding for more information. I was under the impression that the massive wooden building your family is having built was to store more goods. Regulus shook his head coyly. Oh no, we have plenty of storage space in Sunshire. Besides, goods don't tend to stay there very long. We are more apt to move them along than keep them inside collecting dust. Then what will it be? asked my uncle. Surely you're not building something so large for the sake of doing it. Regulus laughed heartily as he reached for the glass again to take a sip from it. We are building a prison, a stockade if you will answered Regulus. With the increase of vagrants and other unsavory folk that have been making their way to Sunshire, we need a place to store them until they either die or sober up. Demorix smirked and shook his head. It's an awfully big stockade, friend. We've got an awfully big problem, Demorix, replied Regulus with a coy grin. Sometimes you have to be bold to solve big problems. Demorix nodded, agreeing with Regulus Dorvo, though, as I was watching, I could tell there was something on my uncle's mind, something that his guests said he did not believe. The Dorvos were very loyal to Sierra and were regarded as the first family of her order, though her grand temple was near Merdul in the city of Morelis. Sunshire was the true seat of her power. My uncle knew this and I don't think he fully trusted the Dorvos, but he had to keep up appearances. Just like my father, commerce came first with his relations before personal grievances. Though he was suspicious, my uncle wasn't one to let that pause any relations he had with the Dorvos. That evening, I joined my uncle for dinner as I always did. I entered the dining room and took my seat across from my uncle. Unlike my home in Brex, my uncle's table was quite smaller and only meant for four, though he did have a larger one for special occasions. He preferred to eat at a much smaller and intimate table when it was just the two of us, something I had an appreciation for. I took my seat and noticed my uncle was being somewhat peculiar. He would always wait on me to eat, but today he was glancing down the bridge of his nose at me with a smirk adorned across his mouth. I smiled and shrugged my shoulders. I suppose everything is alright? I asked playfully. Is there something in this food I'm about to eat? He mimicked my previous movement. He smirked and shrugged his shoulders, almost mocking me if I didn't know he was just being playful. It wasn't unusual for him to play a joke or two with me, but it was for him to be coy over dinner. He shook his head as the smirk became a full smile. That was quite impressive earlier, Nathair, he stated, catching me by surprise. I could barely hear your breathing in the corner, but only if I really took the time to pay attention. What? I asked playfully, trying my best to play dumb. I had been caught, which had never happened before. Admit it, Nathair, continued my uncle playfully. Take pride in that ability. Your hiding skills were quite impressive. 
I tilted my head to the side while glancing forward. You were impressed? The there. That's a talent that doesn't come to everyone, he informed me as he reached over and grabbed his fork. I think with a little seasoning, you may have a gift worthy of the gods. He paused momentarily and glared into my eyes. I think we should see just how good you are, Nathair. What do you mean? I asked curiously. He sat up in his chair and continued to hold his gaze on me. Why don't you tell me how you became so adept at moving in the shadows? I took a moment to think about my life and how I had become so agile in the dark. It wasn't something that I chose to do, but something that I had to learn. Being able to move around my brothers without them taking note gave me peace. My mother provided comfort. The shadows provided peace. I guess when I needed to avoid being seen, I tended to stay in the shadows, I answered. Demarix laughed. I'm sure you're referring to your brothers. Those three will eventually have what's coming to them. You are far more gifted than they are, he inserted, which honestly made me feel better. It was nice being noticed as superior to my brothers. Zalorn may still be slightly more interesting, but you are far more useful. My uncle took a few bites of his food while I did the same. Tomorrow, or even later tonight if you wish, I want you to head to Sunshire and I want you to see what's actually going on with that building, requested my uncle as he finished chewing. If it's truly a prison, or a stockade as regulars refer to it as, then there will be noticeable things about it that stand out. There will be stocks, shackles, and other restraints. There won't be an abundance of god-touched roaming about the area. I tilted my head slightly. What? I asked clearly, confused by my uncle's statement. Demarix chuckled and turned back toward me. God-touched, Nathair. They are the servants of the gods who are immortal and willfully serve their master. They are bestowed remarkable abilities in exchange for their servitude, even if that loyalty is fleeting. He paused for a moment and took a bite off his plate. While I suspect that Regulus is God-touched as well as his wife, I don't suspect that there should be any more within that city. Perhaps there will be a few priests roaming around who are devoted to the area, but I don't expect you to find several God-touched followers of Darien roaming about. Why would they be there? Shorik isn't that far, I muttered, trying to rationalize what he was saying while also prodding for more information. It is all about that building and what plan they have in play, Nathair. My uncle said softly. Whatever it is, it's not good for Dunai and I need you to find out what it is so that I can protect my assets. He paused and put his fork down before taking a deep breath. I have no quarrels with any of the gods and while I have an absolute disdain for Xylene, I do not openly show it. I keep my allegiance to the gods as neutral so long as my coffers continue to swell. I need to know what they have brewing so that I may adjust and adapt to whatever is to come. At that moment, a sense of pride came over me. I was suddenly useful to my uncle. I finally had a purpose, and I was not about to let this moment pass me by without providing him with his desired result. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.